You are now tuned into Accelerate to Great Podcast with Nehemiah Davis, a podcast for aspiring and established entrepreneurs looking for their next level of greatness. Welcome back to another episode of Accelerate the Great. I'm your host, Nehemiah Davis, and again, I'm bringing you an amazing, amazing guest. So today I get to bring you my guest, my good guy, Brett. And the reason why I really like this guy so much, he's a true relationship builder. We met recently in a conference, I want to say in Vegas. And then we met again at another conference in like Tennessee. So I don't like to keep meeting incredible people and not really moving forward and actually making something happen. So this guy has raised several million dollars in his various businesses, has helped several other people raise several million dollars. And what I really love about him most is his aspect on relationship building. Him and I have a common uh, interest in building relationships and helping people succeed. So I said, Brett, please, bro, I need you on the podcast. I need you to share some of that game. I need you to share some of your strategies. I need you to share some of your insights with my audience on building a great relationship and then building a business the right way so you can position it to one, possibly be acquired, or two, just be able to raise funds. So without further ado, I want to introduce my friend, a friend tour, all-around amazing leader, entrepreneur, world traveler, and connector, Brett to the live. What's up, good brother? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Hey, man, happy to have you here, man. How's your day going? It's going well. I like that. Did you say friend tour? Yeah, friend tour. Yep, yep, yep. That's somebody you can learn from. You know, is that coin? coin? You coin? No, it's not coin. It's funny. I got it from a friend, and someone messaged me saying, "Hey, that's my term." I'm like, "Okay, I I, (laughs) I like no problem." I just I love the term friend tour, mentor. Just friend tour, someone who you can learn from, who you can grow with. So. I just really cool. enjoy you utilizing the term. I don't know the exact person's name no, cool. that he coined it, but I love the uh, term. So awesome, man. So, Brett, the thing that I noticed about you, uh, you and I, we met at Funnel Hackers Live, and, and you're just a relationship guy, man. And, and so many people now, I feel like they approach relationships wrong. It's just immediately, what can I get out you? Let me pick your brain. How can you help me? How can I do this? It's never, hey, what can I do for you? How can we actually build a mutual relationship? How can we help each other win? I want you to kind of, in a minute, we'll go into the story about how you kind of got started where you are, but I want you to touch on that very quickly. How do you build a proper relationship? Yeah, so I think, like you mentioned, average the average person sees what they can take from a person. Um, and it's particularly hard when you're first getting started, right? Because you have very little to offer, or at least you feel like you have very little to offer. And you need a lot from a lot of people, right? So it's, it's hard to overcome that mindset, particularly when you're new. And a lot of people, you know, they would look at, at someone like yourself or, um, you know, some of the guests that you have on the show and they say, well, it's easy to add value when, you know, you've accomplished X, Y, and Z and you already know all these people. But obviously we, got, we all got started from, from nothing, right? Like, I don't, know about, I don't know if you're started maybe as well as you've shared it on the show. But, you know, for me, I, I came from a township of 600 people, which means it's so small that they can't make it a city. They like legally, it's not a city. So I came from a township of 600 people. My dad was a cop and my mom was a teacher, which sounds super cliche, but it's, it's just, that was my reality, right? So like, I don't even think I knew anybody growing up that made over a hundred thousand a year. Like I didn't know, I certainly didn't know any entrepreneurs growing up. And, uh, and I grew up in Minnesota, so I didn't have proximity to like, you know, any sort of significant, you know, 
really anything. So I started building my network from nothing, right? And so I had to learn how to do it from nothing. And uh, so I think the average person sees what they can take. I think the above average person seeks to add value first. The exceptional relationship builder adds value repeatedly and doesn't expect anything in return. But then the outstanding relationship builder, which is like a fraction of a percent, is the people who add value repeatedly, don't expect anything in return. And then when the other person offers to reciprocate the value, because all high quality people want to reciprocate value that they've gotten from others, when they offer to reciprocate the value to you, the outstanding relationship builder would, instead of taking that value for themselves, they would recycle the value onto somebody else in their network where there's mutual value to be added between the two, right? So by doing that, you become not only like a go-to or a, a plug, right, for all these high-quality people in your space, but you also become known as someone who's selfless, someone who um, is of, you know, high moral standard. High, like, it's crazy all the other things people attach to your name if you just, you know, focus on how you can help other people above and beyond yourself at all times. And a lot of people think, well, you know, when, you know, if all I'm doing is helping other people, then uh, you know, when is it my turn, right? And the reality is, is that by, by doing it this way, by building relationships this way, you'll get to the point where people will start paying attention to you and they'll start paying attention to how they can help you and they'll help you without your permission, oh. right? And they'll, they'll start, because it, here's the thing, if, you, if you're adding value to the wrong people, right? If you're adding value to low quality people, they'll just take from you and take from you and they'll abuse that. But if you're adding value to the right people, high quality people, they're not just going to sit by and let you help them and never do anything for you back, right? So I've had people add me as equity partners in their business without telling me. I've had people like cut me in on deals without, you know, them telling me. So people are constantly trying to, to help people who are helpers and add value to people who added value to them first. So you don't really have to worry about that. It does come back around and it almost comes back around, in my opinion, tenfold. So. Wow. Um, but relationships are absolutely everything in business. And if, if more people built relationships the right way, I think that they'd be astounded at uh, how fast they can accelerate their success. Wow. Jeez. That's the nugget right there. You just gave, that was a, that was a life degree, right? Something that you can apply that can literally transform your life. And just to add, I know you didn't touch on it, but that's the law of reciprocity. Whatever you put out, you got to get it back. It has to come back to you. It's the law. If you put out good over and over and over and over again, eventually it's going to come back. If you plant in seeds and in, in, in soil and, in, in, you know, watering it every day, at some point in time, the fruit from that tree has to grow. So I really like how you kind of touched on that. And uh, I think that's something super important that people must take action on. That's huge. So for yeah. you, I mean, Tell us a little bit about Hob. You have built companies that have been acquired. You've raised funds for several other companies. Talk to talk through the process. I know I want to talk about what's, if you had to start a business right now, right, starting today, how would you actually do it? But before that, kind of talk to us a little bit about how you built Hob and just the various companies you built because I want people to kind of know your background so they can understand how incredible you are. You're such a good, uh, you're so good at edifying people, man. That's a, that's a, a gift that you have. And I know it's an intention. I know it's intentional too. So I don't want to undermine that and just, just blatantly call it a gift. I know you, you do that intentionally, but I appreciate that. Um, so I, I think that the biggest thing, the, the biggest kind of epidemic that 
our society is in right now is so like by by this time next year by 2024 said that 50 percent of the marketplace or 50 percent of the job market will be entrepreneurs and freelancers right so entrepreneurs and freelancers and if you look at that stat that's never happened before half the job market is, is entrepreneurs and freelancers and so there's this huge shift right now where everybody's everybody's coming into awareness of i need to start a business right plus Instagram's kind of pushing like the the sexy side of being an entrepreneur, which any real entrepreneur knows that it's like 10 times harder to be an entrepreneur than it is to be an employee, but it's worth it because you're living in your purpose, right? Hopefully. Um, but I think the, the downside of that is that because of that, you see a lot of people who are, you know, they're, they're trying to chase after what other people are doing and, and what other people are doing, typically that's based off of their interests and their strengths, right? So you need to start with something you're interested in that's based around the strengths that you have, which by the way, if you don't know what your strengths are, just ask the people that know and love you because they know what your strengths are. And then more important, uh, most importantly, you need to start uh, because you're either solving a problem, right? Like any business that doesn't solve a problem is not a business worth starting. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is you need to have a why a reason for doing it that is bigger than yourself and bigger than money because oh. the challenges affiliated with starting a business are greater than anyone's desire for money and they're greater than anyone's selfish desires. So um, these, these challenges can only be overcame and you can only, you can only really succeed in business in the long term If you have some sort of why or reason for doing that is greater than the challenges that you're almost guaranteed to face. Right? So for me, my very first why, or my very first reason for, for starting a business was, uh, you could say it was like money basically. So, and that, that business was a failure. I chased, I was chasing after someone who had already had success. They wanted to start a business with me and they had, they had had, you know, success to the tunes of hundreds of millions of dollars in commercial real estate. And so they wanted to start a business with me and it was in the direct sales space. And all I was looking at was, you know, the amount of money that they had made and all this stuff. And so I wanted to start this business with them. And because all we were focused on was money and because all he was focused on was money, he ended up not listening to the consultant that he hired who was in that space. And he ended up basically making a bunch of bad decisions and tanking the business. Now, Hive was the first success that I had. And Hive started, my why for starting Hive started with my mom. So my mom, my mom is chronically disabled and she has a bunch of uh, illnesses that have gotten to the point where now she can't drive. Her license has been taken away. And throughout that process of, you know, not having a license throughout the process of my parents getting divorced when they were 14, um, my mom lives a very lonely life. And so I wanted to find a way, this is like 2013, for her to connect with the people that were nearby that shared the same interests as her so she could make new friends. And in 2013, there was nothing. So I kind of naively decided to create the solution for her, which like anybody who, you know, picks their first idea for a business as a social network has like no concept of how hard that is. But I just wanted to solve the problem for my mom, right? And so my love for my mom overcame the challenges that I saw throughout the process of starting Hive to where we ended up with hundreds of thousands of people using it. We had raised millions of dollars and we had done all this stuff and we ended up um, yeah, I, I ended up getting to the point where I, uh, kind of exited from the company and now I'm 
focused on some other stuff. I, throughout that process, I also started other businesses, but my why started with my mom, right? Oh. So you have to have a why. Uh, now your why can change and compound over time. Now my why includes my wife and kids. It includes what I call my legacy why, which is what I want to be remembered for, which is uh, making a historical dent in our education system, which I believe is broken and outdated. And so my why evolves with time and it compounds and it gets, it's gotten to the point now where nothing can stop me, right? So failure uh, or failing is a part of success, but the only true failure is quitting. And my whys are so strong that I'll never quit. So success is a guaranteed byproduct of the strength of my why. Wow. Ooh, jeez. Hey guys, he just dropped some game. First, sorry, definitely to hear about your mom. And it's so crazy, Brett, because you took something that could have been, which I'm sure was sad at that moment, but you that empowered you. It made you equipped her so, hey, now she had things to do, but it made you create a whole social network. Uh, one of the things I want to encourage anyone listening, when you start facing problems, see how that can turn into a business. So many billionaires and millionaires yeah. have built businesses off their problems, and the average person looks at their problem as, God, why me? Why would you do this? You should be praising God, like, yo, this could be my big break. This could set everything up for me. Like, the reason why... Richard Branson started Virgin Airlines because he got stuck somewhere and he like, yo, I had to get home. And he realized it was enough people with the same problem on. I have to get home. He ended up calling the charter company like, hey, how much is it for you guys to come get us? And then he realized, voila, that's a business. Now you've built a multi-billion dollar business off of something that was a problem. So if you're listening to this, I want you to start looking at your problems as opportunities. Most inventions yeah. that were started was because of an opportunity, right? I don't know. I watch a lot of Shark Tank. So it's this one invention that's called like the drop stop or whatever. And it's basically when you drop your phone, like I don't know if you're ever driving and you drop your phone, they go all the way under your seat. Like you just can't get it while you're driving. They put a little cushion together that just, just a little hole through a piece of cushion that goes over the seat belt. So now if it drops, it just sits there. But, yo, if they didn't have a problem, they wouldn't have been able to create a multi-million dollar solution. So, huge, guys. Brett was able to start and grow a business off of an issue, off, off of a problem. And that problem generally would have broke a lot of people. That made him, right? It helped him grow a business. So, I want you guys to start looking at it in that way. Um, right now, that. Yeah, what are some of your, your favorite social sites now for business? If you're starting that business, you're trying to grow your business with some social sites you're focusing on, or maybe some hats and things. I know you're big on going to conferences and networking like I am, but with some, some social hacks that you're currently using that you believe could be beneficial for someone. So it's kind of funny. So I, I actually don't typically go to conferences. I just, I, I've ended up at a lot of them lately for, for like speaking stuff. For me, like I, I'm huge on the power of Instagram. Because I believe, firmly believe that Instagram is what LinkedIn could have and should have been. And, uh, and if you look at like, for, for example, any, anytime somebody sends me a connection request on LinkedIn, I always accept it. I, even though I never know who they are, I always accept it. But if someone follows me on Instagram, I don't always follow them back. In fact, I only follow back people that I know, like, and trust. Mm. Right? And that's most people right? There's a, there's a few people, a couple friends of mine that follow like 7,500 people, but most people only follow the people that they know, like, and trust. 
And so you can actually see for the first time ever, you ever hear like the, the six or seven degrees of separation, like how, how many connections you are away from somebody. You can see yeah. that now. You can see it. You can go to who someone's following. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen somebody at an event or I've seen somebody anywhere and I've wanted to talk to them and I go to and see who they're following and we, I find out we have mutual friends and I walk up and they start a conversation based off mutual friends. Hey man, heard so much about you. We have a lot of mutual friends, blank, blank, and blank. We were just talking about you. Nice to finally meet you. And now you're introduced as a peer. Oh. As a fan, right? You are a peer. You have similar friends. Like the, the power of reverse engineering warm networks through Instagram is absolutely incredible. The ability to reach out to somebody through a DM and have them reply because they see who's following you or because of the size you're following or whatever. It's absolutely incredible. So for me, I mean, I remember I used to, with Hive, we worked with thousands of influencers and celebrities to help promote it. And I remembered like I had, my goal was I wanted to have this particular uh, celebrity that had over a hundred million followers. I wanted them to be involved in what I was doing. So what I did was I went to who they were following and then found someone who was more accessible, went to who they were following and then found someone who was more accessible than them and worked my way down the ladder got someone with, you know, 400,000 followers plugged into what I was doing and then leveraged their name to get up the ladder one one rung and then like got someone there and then leveraged both of their names to get up another rung. And then I got to the point where I had five of the closest friends of this celebrity with over a hundred million followers on Instagram. And I invited all five of them to a party and they showed up, right? So I strategically engineered like the process to get the, this, Super. I mean, if I said the person's name, everybody on the planet knows who this person is. Like, this is a very big person. And I got them to, to talk to me by reverse engineering their network. Now, the, the fact that Instagram lets you do that and lets you see who's friends with who is so powerful. And the fact that most people are selective with that is even more powerful because now you actually know these are the people that this person cares about. And I mean, I, I always say, like, if you want to get close to someone, get close to the people that are close to them. Right. So everybody knows like you were talking earlier today with my right hand guy. Right. My right hand guy that the, the guy you were talking to has set all this stuff up. He does everything with me and everything for me. And so if someone wanted to get close to me, they just get close to him. Right. If, if he likes him, I like him. That's the way it works. Right. Same thing like with my wife. If someone comes up to me and says, hey, Brett, it's nice to meet you. And I say this is my wife, Melissa. And they go, oh, hey. And then they go, they ignore her and go back to me. I don't like you. Right? But if you say something, hey, you know, like, wow, what an incredible person, you know, like, like, I, I'm so excited to, you know, to meet you. And I, you know, I love what your husband does, whatever. Now, if she likes you, then I like you, right? And so many people go about that the wrong way. So be nice to the assistants, be nice to the, the VPs, be nice to the spouses. The janitor, everybody. Yeah, man. So Instagram lets you see who those people are, though. So I think Instagram's big that way. There's definitely some power in LinkedIn for the older generation, like if you need to reach certain people. But man, even the older generation hopping on Instagram. I'm helping Rohan Oza right now. He's a shark on Shark Tank, helping him grow his personal brand. That, that, that dude did vitamin water, smart water buy, and now he sees the power of Instagram, right? Wow. So more and more people are flooding towards Instagram. And, and uh, I think that that's what, kind of where it's at right now. Hey, Brett, I'm going to end the episode, man. You dropped so much game in that last 10 – like, you don't know it's game because you probably drop it all the time. But just what you just said is, like, that's how you build relationships. Guys, the episode is over, man. Welcome – you know, you guys are going to have to tune in for another episode. It's like, no. But, no, I really appreciate the value that you're giving. And it's funny, before 
me and Brett hopped on, we were talking about what is the highest ROI? Like, I don't think it's real estate. I don't think it's a business investment. I don't believe it's Amazon. The highest ROI you can have to date, I believe, is in building a relationship. And I'm going to give you guys an example. I met, and I said this on a previous podcast, but the moral of the story is I'm meeting, I met Brett two events ago, right? Now he's on a podcast. I'm sure we're going to continue to be friends. We're going to continue to see each other. I'm going to continue to find ways to add value to him and maybe vice versa. And the crazy thing about it is, guys, this is going to be not this year. It's going to be next year, the year after the year. We can't unfriend each other now. Right. It's not like, Brett, I'm not your friend anymore. Brett, I don't want to uh, I don't want to add value to you anymore. No, it's we're, we're locked in now. So think about this. What if we build relationships like this with five to ten people per month? Right. And you start doing business with some of your friends. You start adding value to them. You start helping them, whatever the case may be. Brett just said he was able to get partnerships, get equity in companies, not knowingly just because of the value that he added. You telling me is there a higher ROI? I don't know. I don't know a higher ROI than that. So I hope you guys are really listening. This is this episode, man. It's been a breath of fresh air and has been incredible because we never talked on just solely relationships and how to really do it. So if you're listening, if you're listening to this, I want you to literally when this episode is done, I want you to DM me, Neil Deviso, DM Brett, K N U T S O N on Instagram, right, and say who you're connecting with. I just want you to actually take action on the information. So Brett, that's another important thing for me. A lot of entrepreneurs, they, they're watching, they're consuming, but they're not taking action. How do you encourage taking action? Because one thing I learned, Brett, this information is useless if it's not used. It, will, it won't take you anywhere. So how do you encourage just taking action? Like, what is that thing? Because a lot of people are stuck like, I got it all together, but I'm afraid or, or, or I'm trying to raise this and trying to do that. And they never start. So how do you encourage someone to be an action taker? Yeah, man, the, the biggest gap in the world is the difference between what people know and what they apply. Mm. Um, Say that one more time. That hit you like, yeah, exactly. Jeez. Uh, here, here's the thing, right? Mm. It's simple, but it's not easy. Right. So like everything that I just said, it like, it's simple. It's simple to, to look at who people are following and, and do the stuff that I just said. Now that you know it, like now that you know, it, you're like, oh, that like, that's so simple. I wonder why I never thought of it or whatever. It's simple, but it's not easy. Like the process of reverse engineering and building relationships and working my way up that ladder literally took me like eight months. Right. And it was super intentional. By the way, one of the worst things that you can one of the one of the most well-meaning and horrible ways to hit somebody up is, man, I'd love to help you. Uh, let me know how I can help. Right. P so people like Nehemiah, like people, you know, people that are that are busy and doing stuff at a high level. It let me know how I can help. First off, we don't have the time to figure out how you can help. Second, we don't know how you can help. We don't know what you can do to add value. So it's well-meaning. I like the heart behind it, but it's done wrong. And I get hit up every single day with people like, Hey, yo, let me know. How I can help. It's like, dude, I don't know how you can help. Whereas if somebody says like, I had somebody hit me up the other day and they said, Hey, let me know the next time you're speaking, I'm going to fly out and film you speak for free and give you the stuff to put on your social media. That's like, that's a specific example. Of like, here's how I can help. And 
here, like, just let me know and I'll be there. Right. And that was, that was brilliant. That person got like a very close relationship with me because of that. They also got a lot of value because they followed me around all day and heard me talk to God knows how many people about everything. And so like, that's very specific, right? Um, I had another person offer to like build a website for me. Um, and here's the thing, if you don't know how to build a website or you don't know how to operate a camera or whatever, base it off of your strengths, figure out a way you can add value. Sometimes the best way to add value is by making an introduction. Maybe you're not the person who can help, but maybe you know someone who could, mm, right? That's crazy. So it ultimately it comes down to it's simple, but not easy, but it is simple. And the first step is to just move, like take the first step. And if you don't have the motivation, it's because your why isn't big enough. You have to have a why, like I said, that's bigger than yourself and bigger than money, especially if you're living in a fairly comfortable situation, right? Like for me, I, before I started my, uh, my second business before I started Hive, I was making a, a healthy income doing sales and I almost didn't want to leave it. But my why was so big and so compelling that it moved me out of a comfortable situation into a very uncomfortable situation where I voluntarily, I chose to go from making six figures to sleeping on a floor in an illegally modified 1200 square foot house with 23 other people for over a year trying to raise money in Silicon Valley. Like, your why needs to be bigger than, than money and bigger than yourself. And, uh, and you'll, you'll find a way. Jeez. Gosh. And I'll just add, um, that's the key. I mean, Brett, you said something, the problem, I'm gonna be honest, half the people who may hear it, they're not going to do it because, Oh, it's costing me time. Oh, it's costing me money. Oh, I don't want to fly out. That's my time. No, you do those things. Cause guess what? If you do that, over and over again, and Brett really likes it. He might bring you on to be the full-time videographer, right? So, so many That's people exactly what happened. Yeah. So many of the people right now, Brett, who I personally pay on a monthly basis, they gave their gift away to me first, right? And they did it over and over and over again. Might have been a month, might have been two months, might have been three months. But after they did it so many times, guess what happens? You're like, oh, I actually can't live without this now. I have to have a video. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like Yo, I have to have it. So I'm give you an example. And this is a, a low, uh, uh, when, I, when I say low level, I mean a, a easier barrier to entry. My barber, I, my barber was cutting my hair and he was just super busy. So I called this other young man who, he's my little mentee. I'm like, yo, can you come cut me? You're like, where, at your house? Yeah, he got here in about an hour. I went to go pay him. I had a hundred bucks. I said, huh, man, for your time, you kind of helped me out. I had to fly out. He said, no, thank you. I'm like, no, thank you. From that moment he said, no, thank you. He had been cutting my hair every since, but now I pay him. And now I got him going to like two, three other people's homes. So yeah. for his, his gesture of saying, no, thank you for the, no thanks, I don't need your money, is now having him cut my hair every week or every other week at my house. I don't have to leave, but now he's doing that for other people. But here's the thing, he gave his gift away. You can easily build a six-figure business by giving your gift away to strategically to certain people. And again, you're going to give your gift away to some people, but you may have to do it for a longer time than you expect. Him for him, he just did it one time and actually got, now I'm, now I'm giving him 50 to $75 every time he come cut my hair, right? But the That's case a, is, guys. Fantastic example of how it actually happens, too. Yeah. Like, it's I, crazy, I, bro. Why? Well, so, not to interrupt, but I, I had a guy who, uh, he offered to build a website for me. And now he builds, he's the person I send every single, so I, I run an accelerator for startups. 
And every single startup that comes through the program that needs a website, he does all the websites now because he just started with just doing mine for free. He, yeah. So he gets, I don't even know. I mean, ton, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of business because he did my website for free and did a good it's, job. And it's crazy just to ask. So with my online Academy circle of greatness Academy, um, Davida, when we first started, like when I came up with the idea and I saw someone else do it, it's crazy. I saw someone else do it. And I'll probably go on that on another episode, but we were able to build that six figure business in this first year by giving our gift away, offering free membership. But she worked for three months with me, like just working, never asked for a pay, never did anything. Just she was good with systems. I'm not a systems guy. Like I can't, I don't, my team do systems and certain things. I focus on my strengths. So she was focusing on her strength, but now she get a percentage of the income of that company for, as long as we had a company. Whether she do work or not. But why? Because for those three, four months, she was invaluable to me. We needed what she offered to the world. Like she was helped put everything together. I'm like, whoa. So now every single month, whether she's working in the business or not, first of the month, check. Every month, since the business has started. So I say that to say, give your gift away. Sometimes it pays the highest rewards, but a lot of people won't be able to grasp it. Right, right. Here's the thing. A lot of people miss out on opportunities because it's not connected to immediate paycheck. There's opportunity Delayed being missed daily. A hundred percent. Delayed gratification is everything. So here's the way that the world is designed to work. Right. Like this is literally like God created the world this way. And it's, it's basically you have to be uh, underpaid and overworked to deserve to eventually be underworked and overpaid. Right. If you want an instant and immediate gratification, you will have a constant life that's consistent, right? But you'll also not have growth. So you'll never get to the point, you'll have to work all the way probably until you're dead or close to it. And it, your life will be based around um, lack and ha not having enough of. If you wanna live in a life in abundance, you have to front end load it. You have to do tons of work and be underpaid for years to eventually get to the point where you are underworked and overpaid right uh -huh. and so you can either have the balance right away you can live a life that's very comfortable and easy in the beginning by the way which could normally ends up a life that's very uncomfortable and hard if you always make easy and comfortable decisions early on uh -huh. or you can make the uncomfortable and hard decisions early on which oftentimes meaning going without a paycheck or helping out other people and not getting anything back in return and making those decisions over and over and over and being smart about it right making sure you're helping the right people like you said, um, and then eventually you'll be underworked and overpaid. Mm. But you can't have the life that, that everybody wants doing the same things that everybody does because only 1% of people get that life. So if you want to be the 1% of people with that life, then you need to do what only 1% of people are willing to do, mm. right? Serious. Whoa. Hey, it's a lot of it's a lot of this a lot of gems to unpack in one episode. I mean, you, you guys gonna have to dissect this episode um, because I believe this the ROI on this episode should tremendously help change your life if you just apply some of the information that's kind of stated here today. So, um, anything right now, Brett, that you need help with? And and, and when I say I'm asking, I know you you just mentioned like, hey. I don't know necessarily know what I need help with, but what you got going on, is there any way people can serve or support you um, from a mass scale? I know not 
of course, people got to look through your Instagram and what you got going on to really see how they could put their skills to it. But I don't know if you got anything coming up just that we can support. I don't know if it's an event, a book, anything of that nature. Yeah, so um, I do have a book coming out in the next couple months. It's probably a little, I don't, it's probably a little premature to talk too much about that. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, we just, you know, let's connect on Instagram. My Instagram, like you said, it's, it's just my last name, Knutson, K-N-U-T-S-O-N. And uh, if, if you're trying to start a company and you need guidance for that, uh, that's kind of one of the things that I specialize in because I've started so many companies across multiple different industries. So that's a conversation we can have too. But outside of that, you know, it's just, uh, I'd love to hear what, you know, what everyone's journey is and, and if there's a way that I can, can add value. Good guys. Listen, today was incredible. I'm going to end it with one final question. Um, if you were to lose it all tomorrow, like if you had to start from start over, like you just lost everything, what would be the first thing you do to get back to where you are? I know that's kind of loaded, but yeah, no, I, I would, I would bend over backwards to do whatever it took. I'd, I'd buy last minute plane tickets. I I do literally whatever I needed to do to, to get my network back. Right. So for, for me, one of the things that I, uh, that I did a lot early on was I would, I would give people a sense of urgency, people that I wanted to meet and I'd hit them up and I'd say, Hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in blank town, wherever they live. You know, hey, I'm going to be in Miami or hey, I'm going to be in LA from this date to this date. And uh, there's a lot of ways that I, that I, you know, think I could help you with some of the stuff that you're working on. Let me know if there's a time in that window that you could meet for like 30 minutes. And then if they, if they said, you know, sorry, I'm out of town or whatever, that was, you know, no sweat off my back because I wasn't actually going to be there. I was only going to be there if they said that it worked and then I buy a plane ticket. Like I do that all the time. Like, Hey, I'm going to be here this day to this day. If they're like, yeah, I can do this day. It's like, Oh, great. Now, now I'm going to go book my tickets. I'm actually there those days. Right. And wow. so I would just do literally whatever I needed to do to build my network back up. Because, um, I think the problem is people, like I said, there, there's good, there's good and bad to everything. The good of Instagram is the stuff I was talking about earlier. The bad of Instagram is the fact that people think that, uh, you know, you can look at, um, you like you look at all these quotes that everybody has on their Instagram and people look at that and they go, Oh man, you know, like your network is your net worth. I've seen that a million times. It's like, yeah, but do you actually believe that? Do you live your life that way? Or do you just go, Oh, it's a cliche. Here's the reality. Like cliches are cliches for a reason. They're cliches because they're so true and so important that people say them over and over and over. And the downside of something becoming a cliche is people don't take it seriously and people don't actually let it resonate and sit with them. They just write it off. Like, oh, I already know that. I already know that. Are you living that though? Are you mm -hmm. living that? Right. So for me, wow. um, every time I hear a cliche, I don't let myself write it off anymore. Like if I've seen the same Instagram quote for the hundredth time, I ask myself, like, am I doing this? Am I doing this thing that all of the billionaires and all the crazy, wealthy, successful people that I know that are like, they're all posting the same stuff. Am I doing this stuff or am I just writing it off because I've heard it a million times? Right. So, um, but for me, and I know for you too, like relationships are everything. So I would start with relationships and I would drain my bank account. And I have, by the way, multiple times drain my bank account in the early stages to do whatever it takes to build relationships with the right people. It's so crazy, bro. I'm like, just, I don't want to be like, be the horse, like be the dead horse, I think is the term, but 
I mention it so much. I say, hey, you need to go to some of my most incredible relationships I have right now is from people I met in the last couple years from me going out, meeting new people, getting out of my comfort zone, not being afraid to go alone and building real relationships. So when a lot of people be like, how did this person get there? What did they do? We're literally telling you, we're going to events, we're setting up meetings, we're setting up lunch, we're adding value, and this is what you should do. Like you said, drain your bank account in 2019 on building relationships. Drain it. You want, if you want your 2020, your 2021, 20, and the years behind to be filled with opportunities, filled with favor, filled with income, filled with getting to the next level, filled with just a quality network, you need to get in those rooms, add value, and just take action daily. So I want to say thank you, bro. This episode has been absolutely incredible. Um, you dropped a whole lot of game. So I just want to say I'm super valuable, um, super grateful. And you're very, thank you for being valuable. You give so much value. It's absolutely insane. So thank you, bro, for sure. Thanks, thanks for having me, man. So listen, guys, what I want everyone to do, um, and definitely rate and review this episode. I think it's going to be one of the most incredible episodes we have. Um, I think they're all great, but this one did something special. It, it was dope. It was just really about getting to the next level tactical, like things you could literally go do tomorrow, like not tomorrow, today, right? Um, sliding someone DM, see how you can add value. Like, see, don't like, uh, Brett said, don't go asking them, how can I serve? Utilize your skill set and just, you create videos, create them a montage of their work, send it to them, right? Whatever you do, find a way to give that away to someone. You're a barber, I want you to reach out to influencers you want to learn to, offer to cut their hair for free. Now you're in there, now they're in your chair for an hour, right? It's just, you have to get real creative right now to make things work. So what I want everyone to do, guys, please go follow my brother. That's K-N-U-T-S-O-N, Newtson, on Instagram, right? Um, go just drop him a message, drop him something on his page, say I tuned into the podcast. I want everyone who comes on our podcast to get showered with love. When Brett does drop his book, I need everyone to support that. So look out for that in a month, right? If you're listening to it now, look out for it. It might be out now. So um, with that being said, guys, I want to say thank you. Thank you, Brett, for joining us today, guys. And I want to say thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Accelerate the Great. We intend on improving every single day. I'm going to continue to find some of the brightest minds in the world. Like, listen. Brett is a relationship guru. He came in here and dropped nothing but immense value for about 30, 40 minutes. And all I ask is that you apply. So with that being said, guys, on I'm out of here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys had an incredible time today. And remember, go be great and make sure you accelerate the great. Talk to you guys soon.